0: I I don't O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpaka. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, May 25th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James, the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Behalachka, and it means, In Your Going Up. Numbers 10, 1-15 HaShem spoke to Moses, saying, Have two silver trumpets made, make them of hammered work. They shall serve to summon the community and to set the divisions in motion. When both are blown in long blasts, the whole community shall assemble before you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And if only one is blown, the chieftains, heads of Israel's contingents, shall assemble before you. But when you sound short blasts, the divisions encamped on the east shall move forward. And when you sound short blasts a second time, those encamped on the south shall move forward. Thus, short blasts shall be blown for setting them in motion. While to convoke the congregation, you shall blow long blasts, not short ones, The trumpets shall be blown by Aaron's sons, the Kohanim. They shall be for you an institution for all time, throughout the ages. When you are at war in your land against an aggressor who attacks you, you shall sound short blasts on the trumpets, that you may be remembered before Hashem your God and be delivered from your enemies. And on your joyous occasions, your fixed festivals and new moon days. You shall sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and your sacrifices of well-being. They shall be a reminder of you before your God. I, Hashem, am your God. In the second year, on the twentieth day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the Mishkan of the pact, and the Israelites set out on their journeys from the wilderness of Sinai. The cloud came to rest in the wilderness of Paran. When the march was to begin at Hashem's command through Moses, the first standard to set out troop by troop was the division of Yehuda. In command of its troops was Nakshan, son of Aminadab. The command of the tribal troop of Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zuar. 2 Samuel 7, 1-8, 18 When the king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had granted him safety from all the enemies around him, the king said to Navi Nathan, Here I am dwelling in a house of cedar, while the ark of Hashem abides in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go and do whatever you have in mind, for Hashem is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and say to my servant David, Thus said Hashem, Are you the one to build a house for me to dwell in? From the day that I brought the people of Israel out of Egypt to this day, I have not dwelt in a house, but have moved about in tent and mishkan.'" As I moved about wherever the Israelites went, did I ever reproach any of the tribal leaders whom I have appointed to care for my people Israel? Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Further, say thus to my servant David, Thus says Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the flock, to be ruler of my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut down all your enemies before you. Moreover, I will give you great renown like that of the greatest men on earth. I will establish a home for my people Israel, and will plant them firm, so that they shall dwell secure and shall tremble no more. Evil men shall not oppress them any more as in the past. Ever since I appointed chieftains, over my people Israel. I will give you safety from all your enemies. Hashem declares to you that He, Hashem, will establish a house for you. When your days are done and you lie with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own issue, and I will establish His kingship. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish his royal throne forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. When he does wrong, I will chastise him with the rod of men and the affliction of mortals. But I will never withdraw my favor from him, as I withdrew it from Saul, whom I removed to make room for you. Your house and your kingship shall be ever secure before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Nathan spoke to David in accordance with all these words and all this prophecy. Then King David came and sat before Hashem, and he said, What am I, O Lord, and what is my family, that you have brought me thus far? Yet even this, O Hashem, has seemed too little to you, For you have spoken of your servant's house also for the future. May that be the Torah for the people, O HaShem. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, O Lord. For your word's sake and of your own accord, you have wrought this great thing and made it known to your servant. You are great indeed, O HaShem. There is none like you. And there is no other God but you, as we have always heard. And who is like your people Israel, a unique nation on earth, whom the Lord went and redeemed as his people, winning renown for himself and doing great and marvelous deeds for them and for your land, driving out nations and their gods before your people, whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt. You have established your people Israel as your very own people forever, and you, Hashem, have become their God. And now, O Lord, fulfill your promise to your servant and his house forever, and do as you have promised. And may your name be glorified forever in that men will say, Yahweh Savayot, the Lord of hosts, is God over Israel. And may the house of your servant David be established before you. Because you, Yahweh Savayot, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him, your servant has ventured to offer this prayer to you. And now, O Lord, you are the Lord, and your words will surely come true. And you have made this gracious promise to your servant be pleased, therefore, to bless your servant's house, that it abide before you forever. For you, O Lord, have spoken. May your servant's house be blessed forever by your blessing. Sometime afterward, David attacked the Philistines and subdued them, and David took metheg from the Philistines. He also defeated the Moabites. He made them lie down on the ground, and he measured them off with a cord. He measured out two lengths of cord for those who were to be put to death, and one length for those to be spared. And the Moabites became tributary vassals of David. David defeated Hadadezer, son of Rehob king of Zobah, who was then on his way to restore his monument at the Euphrates River. David captured 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers of his force, and David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except for which 100 which he retained. When the Arameans of Damascus came to the aid of king Hadadezer of Zobah, David struck down 22,000 of the Arameans. David stationed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became tributary vassals of David. The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. David took the gold shields carried by Hadadezer's retinue and brought them to Jerusalem and from Beta and Barothai, towns of Hadadezer, King David took a vast amount of copper. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, Toy sent his son Joram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him on his military victory over Hadadezer. For Hadadezer had been at war with Toy, Joram brought with him objects of silver, gold, and copper. King David dedicated these to Hashem, along with the other silver and gold that he dedicated, taken from all the nations he had conquered. From Edom, Moab, and Ammon, from the Philistines and the Amalekites, and from the plunder of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah, David gained fame when he returned from defeating Edom in the Valley of Salt, 18,000 in all. He stationed garrisons in Edom. He stationed garrisons in all of Edom, and all the Edomites became vassals of David. Hashem gave David victory wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel and David executed true justice among his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was commander of the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Akilud, was recorder. Zadok, son of Akitub, and Ahimelech, son of Aviartar, were Kohanim. Zeriah was the scribe. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was commander of the Cherethites, and the Palatites, and David's sons, were Kohanim. John fourteen fifteen to thirty one. If you love me, Yeshua, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments, and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Yeshua answered and said to him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said to you, I go away and come again to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it will come to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world comes and has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Psalm 119, 33-48 Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your Torah, yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto your testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken me in your way. Establish your word to your servant, who is devoted to your fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for your judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after your precepts. Quicken me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even your salvation according to your word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in your judgments. So shall I keep your Torah continually, forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings, and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I have loved, my hands also will I lift up unto your commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in your statutes. Proverbs 15.33 The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. I'd like to speak to you today from Second Samuel seven and eight, and then we're going to jump into the New Testament with John chapter fourteen. And in these two chapters from Second Samuel, um, we're looking at the commissioning of Solomon to build the house for God to dwell in, the tabernacle, and in. It was in David's heart to do it. He wanted to do it. But God had to instruct him and let him know, no, no, this is not for you to do because David had been a man of war and he had blood on his hands. And the tabernacle is a house of peace. So in Second Samuel 7, verse 13, it is written, Well, let me begin with verse 12. When your days are done, and you lie with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own issue, and I will establish his kingship. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his royal throne forever. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. King David wants to build the Beit HaMikdash, or the temple, for the Lord. However, the Lord tells him that his son, not he, will build it. As the king who helps conquer the land of Israel, fights Amalek and solidifies the monarchy, King David plays an important part in the process of establishing the Israelites in their land. He is even able to make preparations for the building of the Beit HaMikdash, the temple. However, as a warrior, he cannot be the one to build the Holy Temple, which is intended to promote peace and harmony among Israel and all the nations of the world. Additionally, as the service in the Beit HaMikdash brings people closer to God and helps atone for their sins and prolongs life, it cannot be built by a warrior who shortens the lives of others. Therefore, David's role ends after defeating Amalek, and his son Solomon, a man of peace, becomes God's choice to build of the world's holiest site, the Beit HaMikdash in Jerusalem. Okay, later on in this very same chapter, or actually in chapter 8, Verse 15, it is written, David reigned over all Israel, and David executed true justice among all his people. What a thought. What would it be like to be sitting under a king or a president who executes true justice among the people? I don't know about you, but I sure would like to experience that because we have sat under a lot of leaders and presidents who do not execute true justice among the people. In fact, we've seen a lot of corruption, a lot of injustice, a lot of wickedness, and out and out cheating and lying and deceiving. I long for that day to sit under the kingship of Yeshua and to see him execute true justice. Now, the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. King David was an ideal king, not only because of his military prowess, and not even because of the beautiful psalms he wrote, but because he ruled the nation with true justice among all his people. The medieval commentator, rawbag also known as gersonides notes that the emphasis on true justice indicates that king david does not rule only with pure justice which always follows the letter of the law he goes beyond that practicing righteousness to make sure that everyone gets not only that to which they are legally entitled but whatever they need this commitment to the highest level of ethics epitomizes the righteous reign of King David in the eyes of God. Now I want to jump into the New Testament, into John chapter 14. And in John chapter 14, verse 15, it is written, If you love me, Yeshua, keep my commandments. This is very profound and very deep. And somehow, in much of mainstream Christianity, we gloss over it. We somehow have selective hearing, and we don't hear or listen to and obey these words. Yeshua is saying, if you love me, then keep My commandments. And he's not just talking about his commands from the New Testament. He's not just talking about his commands from the New Testament. He's talking about all of the Bible. It was Yeshua who gave the Ten Commandments to Moses at Mount Sinai. Yeshua himself, when he lived on this earth, kept the Sabbath, kept the feasts. So, he does give one new commandment. We talked about that yesterday. The one new commandment on top of all the others is love one another as I have loved you. So, he would have us to keep the Sabbath. He would have us to keep the feasts. He would have us to eat clean. He would have us to follow all of the Bible, not just the New Testament. Verse 21. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So love and obedience go hand in hand. We don't obey because someone forces us or makes us or because it's duty or obligation. We obey because we love him. He goes on to say in verse 23, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. So this is why it is very important to hide the Word of God in our heart because it will help us. The Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance uh, the Word in different situations and in different times when we make need to make decisions. We want to hide it in our heart and then walk it out with our feet and with our behavior. Okay, verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. So we're not left as orphans. We're not abandoned. He sends his Holy Spirit. And when we repent, and ask God to forgive us of our sins, and when we ask Yeshua to come into our heart, His Holy Spirit comes to dwell and abide within us. And then, if we're listening, the Holy Spirit will guide us throughout our day. So, Heavenly Father, I pray that you will help us to delight and your commandments, which we love. And as we obey your commandments, may it be a true uh, reflection of our heart that we do love Yeshua, and that that is why we obey. We love you, Yeshua. We bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Ye adonai vish marekka ya ye adonai anavilaka Vikunneh ka. Isa adonai. Laav hil leka. Vayaseh leka. Leka. Shana.